morning. If you thought you were going to see Ursula, sorry. I am sorry because Ursula's quite poorly. So I'm standing in for Ursula just as Libby stood in for me a few weeks ago. Thank you, Libby. Um, so bless Ursula. She has planned the service and I have it here. We, <coughs> we have a service of Holy Communion. Peter will be preaching and leading Holy Communion. <coughs> I'd like us to pray for Ursula. She's quite poorly right now. Father God, we lift Ursula to you. You know her difficulties. We ask your blessing on her, Father, in this time of ill health. In Jesus' name, amen. And John has a notice to give. Actually, this is, um, this is actually Cheryl's notice. Again, I'm standing in. Um, just to remind you that we're, ha- we're reorganizing a church walk this coming Friday. We're going to have a short stroll um, along the edge of the mere at Ellesmere. It's about a mile each way. Nice, gentle stroll, I think, rather than the walk is probably the best way to, de- um, to um, describe it. The plan is, um, for anybody who still wants to come, and we're still open to anybody else who wants to come, is we'll meet at the car park here in church at at 10.30 a.m. on Friday. This is next Friday, the 25th of August. We'll then sort out lifts so that we don't all have to go um, in separate cars. It's all part of the fellowship. So we'll car car share and um, end up in the car park, just the first car park you come to. All day, I, th- I think it's £2.50, so um, come prepared to pay if you're driving. It'll be followed by lunch at the Boathouse pub on the side of uh, the Mere at Ellesmere. Um, please do not go, come back to Shrewsbury and go to the Boathouse pub there. <laughs> you're welcome to, but you might find yourself on your own there. And also, I think they're a bit more expensive. So, um, you know, the Boathouse pub afterwards. There are menus available online. And if you do want to come, can you please let Cheryl know ASAP? Her contact details are in the church directory, both um, home telephone number or or, or her email address. Or failing that, you can always call me after the service and say, yes, I'd love to come. So um, that's it. Um, What else have I forgotten? Oh, yes. It's yeah, not too late to change. The the, the path is generally pretty good, but one or two bits around the far side of the mere are a little bit muddy, so nothing particularly serious, but uh, do bring some sensible footwear if you're coming. Thanks very much. Thank you, John. That sounds good. Time for people to get to know each other and uh, fellowship together while walking. Wonderful. We begin our worship, as Ursula has planned it, with the song, All Creatures of Our God and King. So would you like to stand and... Hallelujah, hallelujah, the 
Would you like to sit down? We'll follow the liturgy, which will, should be on the, um, on the wall there. The Lord be with you. And we say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, our God, is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. <clears throat> the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Together, amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. So let's confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all and together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So let's stand and say together the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. 
You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Would you like to be seated? And before Malcolm comes and gives us the reading, I'll just pray for the message that Peter's going to bring us. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we're free to hear it. But Lord, I pray that you will touch our hearts here this morning. You will uh, bless us, but challenge us with what Peter is going to say to us. For you have given given him a message. And Lord, prepare our hearts to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Malcolm. The reading today is from Ephesians 6, can be found on page 1177, 1177 in the Church Bibles, the Armour of God. Ephesians 6, chapter, verses 10 to 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with a belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. I hope you're going to be watching the uh, Lionesses play the final. Kick off at 11 o'clock. You're at the right service if you are. Well done for timing it correctly. So uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, we're looking at uh, verses 10 to 17 and the uh, armor of God. Amazing verses. Uh, I'm sure you remember the events of February last year all too well uh, as Russia invaded Ukraine. On the 24th of February last year, shortly after, if you remember, Vladimir Putin had ended weeks of agonized speculation by announcing what he called, calls still a special military operation 
Explosions were heard near uh, major Ukrainian cities, including the capital, Kyiv. The initial wave of strikes included missiles, cruise missiles, artillery, and airstrikes, which struck military infrastructure and border positions, including air bases. Russian troops on that day invaded the country of Ukraine from the north, the east, and the south, and uh, targeting uh, the uh, capital, Kyiv, and other cities like Kharkiv and Kherson. It was a sad reminder that our world is a violent place. Our world is filled with injustice and tyrannies of all kinds. And of course, the Ukraine war rages on, doesn't it? It's not, uh, it hasn't ended by any means. Uh, and of course, the, the consequences, the results of that war are countless casualties. Uh, we've seen these pictures on the news, haven't we? Cities destroyed. And of course, many, many thousands of refugees fleeing from war zones. And it seems, doesn't it, as one violent regime is, is put down, of course, uh, uh, Russia hasn't uh, yet been put down, as it were, but as, another, as one violent regime is put down, another one pops up. Uh, as, as one law promotes justice is passed, another law is needed very quickly to do with something else that isn't just. Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, played a game, uh, I, think it co- I think it's called Whack-A-Mole or something like that, but you, you have these, um, these sort of moles on this, on this board, it's a great children's game, and they sort of pop up and you have to whack them over the head with this sort of hammer thing, and as soon as you whack one, another one pops up like that. So this is a bit like that. So as one uh, injustice is dealt with, as it were, another one pops up somewhere else. And that's... Uh, violence and that injustice uh, that unfortunately besets our world. Of course, our world is, is beautiful as well, isn't it? But that, that is as true now as it was back in Paul's day uh, in the first century AD around the ancient Mediterranean world where Christianity emerged. And today's reading in Ephesians 6 gives us essential insights, essential advice as to how to deal with, how to manage uh, spiritual warfare, how to be victorious in spiritual warfare so that we are looking beyond the immediate threat of say someone like Vladimir Putin we're looking beyond that into the spiritual realm and Paul gives us these essential tools that we need to to stand in that battle I don't know if you've ever thought about this but it's interesting is that the New Testament what uh, is was is a profoundly subversive anti-empire set of documents it's interesting if you if you look at it as that in that sense of of how these letters are written how the gospels are written it is incredibly subversive stuff against empire and yet specifically the roman empire isn't mentioned all that much at all interesting isn't it the reasons for that are, are many, but it may have been about self-preservation. We're not entirely sure. But I think it has a lot more to do, really, with the fact that Jesus and those who wrote the Gospels uh, and the Apostles, Paul and others who wrote the letters, the Epistles, all understood the problems of the world were not about Rome. Think about it again. There, there have been many, many empires that have come and gone through the years of the Old Testament years. You'd have... Uh, the Egyptians, you have the Assyrians, you have the Persians, you have the Babylonians, the Macedonians, and then the Romans, of course, come along. 
And all of these empires have Judea, as it were, under their thumb at one point in time. So the problem wasn't Rome. The problem was the reality of empire itself. So the real, the real enemy of the day wasn't politics. It wasn't, it wasn't the emperor of Rome. That wasn't the real problem. The, the problem really is, and it's still, of course, true today, is the spiritual forces behind the emperor or whoever is in charge, earthly in charge. And so this is why Paul and the other apostles are very clear, aren't they, when they say uh, through, the apostle, through the epistles such things like it's the thrones, it's the dominions, it's the rulers or the powers that we're, we're grappling with. That's in Colossians. Or, or Peter, what Peter says, they are authorities. Or in Romans, Paul says they are angels and demons. So these are the real, these are the real powers that we are fighting And so today's reading in Ephesians chapter 6, in verses 10 to 17, we have here the most extensive list, probably, in in the whole New Testament of the the powers that we are up up against. For our struggle, says Paul, is not against enemies of of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So that is why we need the armor of God, because this is what we are up against. Those are the powers we are up against. Uh, if I can cast my mind um, back to when I was in Sunday school, we used to have a, a, a picture of a Roman soldier on the wall of my Sunday school classroom. And this Roman soldier, had his, he was clad in his armor, you know, from head to toe, uh, the full outfit. And I can still see that, that picture, that post in my mind's eye now. And it explained that God's armor corresponded to the pieces of armor that the Roman soldier would have worn in in their day. And yes, there are similarities, of course, to uh, what a Roman soldier would have worn. But Paul actually is wanting us to picture something different to that. He he wants us to see, actually, he doesn't want to focus on a Roman soldier. That's not what he's wanting us to focus on. He wants us to focus on God. He's wanting us to see our warrior God who is powerfully fighting against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's where he wants our focus to be on God, who is, our, who is our warrior God, who is fighting for us. And so the focus of spiritual warfare isn't on Satan. Our focus of spiritual warfare isn't on a Roman soldier. Our focus is on our Savior. That's where our focus needs to be. And so as I said, I used to think Paul was talking about a Roman soldier as the, an example of the armor that he's describing. But actually, having researched it a bit more this week, he's not using a contemporary illustration. Actually, he's going way back into the Old Testament and he's looking into Isaiah. He's actually using the spiritual imagery of, of, a, of the spiritual warfare from Isaiah. So I'll, just, I'll take you through it quickly, um, how, how we get to that. So uh, if, uh, if you know Isaiah at all, in Isaiah 11, it talks about the afflicted taking courage. Because a spirit-filled saviour girds himself with a belt of truth to speak on their behalf, our behalf. So Isaiah 11, if you want to research that later, talks about this, uh, our spirit-filled saviour who girds himself with a belt of truth. And then in Isaiah 52, it talks about God's people erupting in song. 
because the Lord is coming with, his, with shoes to pronounce the, the, the gospel peace. That's Isaiah 52. And then Isaiah 59, uh, Isaiah talks about our Savior who enters the, uh, the darkness of evil with a breastplate of righteousness and a helmet of salvation to, live, to deliver his people from darkness. That's Isaiah 59. Isaiah 49 talks about the Lord's servants with a sharp sword bringing salvation to the ends of the earth. And then Psalm 18, okay, it's not Isaiah, but Psalm 18 talks about uh, who is this saviour. And it's King David is fleeing to his saviour to be shielded by faith as he is attacked by the enemy. That's Psalm 18. So the truth is this, and we know this, don't we, by experience. The truth is this, when we follow Jesus, we enter a war zone. When we follow Jesus, we follow him into a war zone. And I think too often spiritual warfare is seen as an individual believer's call to put on armor and fight demonic forces alone as if that's a test of their faith. This couldn't be further from the truth. Spiritual warfare is about joining the Lord in his warfare. That's what it's about. It's us joining in with his warfare against evil and darkness. It is God who equips It is God who empowers us to accompany him into enemy territory to further his kingdom purposes. So, with all of that in our minds, what what are the tools? What are these ways we've got that God has given us to fight evil with him, to fight against the spiritual powers at work in this world who are against God? Well, Paul says, doesn't he, therefore put on the full armor, armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may, be, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. So what I'm going to do is, I want us to just meditate upon these different pieces of armor. And we're just going to go through them one by one, fairly slowly, and I want you to, as it were, put what, Put each one on in turn in your mind's eye. And as we meditate upon this armor of God that God has given us to fight with him against these spiritual powers of darkness, ask God to equip you with his armor as we fight with him, as we fight with him in the power of his Holy Spirit. So we'll take each one in turn slowly and deliberately and, as I say, ask God to help you, as it were, to Uh, arm yourself in these different ways and so we start with truth stand firm then says Paul stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist in this world of gaslighting propaganda and comfortable lies we uphold truth no matter how uncomfortable no matter how inconvenient or unpopular that may be, we uphold truth. Righteousness and justice. Paul says, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And in a world of self-justification and unjust systems, we work towards that which is right. 
We work towards that which is just in the name of Jesus. And then we have readiness to proclaim the gospel of peace. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In a world of bad news, we ready ourselves to proclaim the good news of Jesus. That is God's peace for this world. The shalom of God. That is life in all its fullness. Next we have faith. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. In a world of faithless self-concern, we are called to lay hold of the promises of God when we feel despair and to lay hold of the power of God when we are tempted. Next we have salvation. Take up the helmet of salvation. In a world that is, that is insecure and unsafe and full of self-appointed saviors, we remember that healing Safety and security come from God in Jesus Christ. And the Spirit, that is the Word of God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In a world that demands silence in the face of oppression, we rest confident that the Holy Spirit will give us the words we need when the time is right. And then finally we come to prayer. And here I'm intruding into next week's sermon, but Paul rounds it all off with prayer. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. In a world of closed doors, learned helplessness and without hope, we persist in prayer, lamenting that which is wrong, seeking a way forward, and trusting that God is present and active in our world. Yes, we live in a violent world. We live in an unjust world. And yes, those powers that seemingly are endless in their lies and evasions and justifications, yes. But that is not the whole story. Because against the lies and deceit of the world, we are not powerless. We are, we, we are not without defenses or tools. Because our faith in Jesus insists that our true citizenship is in God's kingdom and God gives us his Holy Spirit to stand and after everything to stand. And so today, this week, this month, this year, throughout our lives, let's commit ourselves to putting on the full armor of God so that we can shine for him, to shine for the glory of God in his name. Amen. I want to give you a little bit more time to reflect and to dwell on the, the armor of God that he gives us. And uh, there's a, a song that um, Ian's going to play called Head to Toe uh, by Christine uh, Nichols, which reminds us we are covered from head to toe in the armor of God. Little one.
Let the keeper of the stars keep your heart forevermore. Even though you might be small, it is in you His kingdom reigns, and from your mouth the Lord has made a fountain for His praise. And with His righteousness across your chest, salvation for your head. The belt of truth around you now, with the shield of faith. Thank you, Peter. Let's turn to prayer now for intercessions. 
Um, there have been four parts, four parts, and uh, I'll leave time for us to pray in silence as hopefully one of the prompts I give will prompt you, lead you to pray. <clears throat> in the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to our Father. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we promise, you promise through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear us when we pray in faith. And we now bring you our intercessions. And we're going to pray for leaders everywhere. Firstly, we pray for leaders of countries in conflict, obviously Russia and Ukraine, and also for the many countries where Christians are persecuted. Secondly, we bring before God leaders of our country, leaders of our particular, uh, pol political parties, leaders of our local councils, leaders who make decisions about education, health, housing and finances. Thirdly, we pray for leaders of churches of all denominations, nationally and locally. In particular, at this time, I've been reading that many leaders are struggling with facing public opinion about alleged abuse that has gone on in the past. We need to pray for these leaders. And lastly, we pray for our own leaders and those with responsibilities here. Peter and Ursula, then James and John, our wardens, and others who have taken up leadership of sunbeams and uh, coffee in the living room and who make all the decisions about all the activities that go on in our church
and we'll draw our intercessions together as we sing, O Lord, hear our prayer. We used to sing this a while ago, so I hope we know it. Stay seated and prayerfully bring all these prayers to our Lord. Shall we stand and declare our faith now as we say the creed together? <clears throat> we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. So we meet in his name and share his peace. That the peace of the Lord be always with you. As we offer each other a sign of the peace, remember that some of us prefer still to keep some distance.
Shall we return to our seats and, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> as Peter comes to lead us in communion, let's focus on what Jesus did for us on the cross. How deep the Father's love for us. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he should give his only Son to make a wretch's treasure. How great the pain of searing the Father turns his face away as wounds which mother chosen one bring many front to glory. thank you for all the good things you pour into our lives day by day. We thank you that these gifts have been given to you to honour your name and to build your church. And so we offer them back to you for your praise and your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
are using Eucharistic prayer E for our communion today. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends. And taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them and said, Take this and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he praised you. And gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice, made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. died. Christ Christ is risen. risen. Christ Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. And so we pray the prayer that Jesus has taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. break the spread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. So we continue our normal custom of sharing the bread from this centre table here. 
and then the wine will be served at either table, and then the non-alcoholic wine will be served at that side of the, of the building. And then we take our bread and wine back to our seats, and then we all consume together. Precious and honored in my sight, beloved, created in love, you will I ransom whatever. and honored my love. Do not be afraid, hear me call your name, see your debt is paid, your freedom so long, so lovingly I've sought. Precious and honored in my sight, beloved, created in love. You ransom whatever the cost precious and honored my love do not be afraid I will never fail I'll let nothing take you from my do not be afraid, know that you are mine, the one who was, who is, and will be there. Ah. Uh.
body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. the blood of Christ, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for those who are unable to be with us today for whatever reason. Let's lift them to the Lord. Father, we lift to, the, to you those who are unable to be with us uh, at church today. We pray that you would bless them with your presence, that you would surround them with your love, and that they would know you putting upon them the armour of God from head to toe. In Jesus' name. We've got a post-communion prayer, Ian. I'm sorry, not that one. You should. Okay. Let's pray this prayer together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work with your praise and glory. So together we praise our God and we sing Love Divine or Love's Excelling.
Lord God, creator of all, to strengthen us on our journey, to guide us in all our doings, that we may share in the love and care for all people and all creation. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us now and always. Amen. So let's go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.